Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in a distressed United States <laughs> in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in a very calm and chill and everything's cool and lovely New Zealand as you approach your spring. No? Yes. 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 Spring. Well, how's it going over there? It's going wonderful. <laughs> it is going wonderful. It is can, literally can like you, living on the other side of the train tracks. <laughs> can you can you see the SOS smoke coming from the coming from our uh, figurative flaming figurative and literal can, flaming uh, flaming country? I can see it. I can smell it. It's just what's happened in the last. I mean, this is all ha- the last week. In America has been probably the greatest week of all. I mean, greatest or worst, right? Depending on who you are. It's, yeah, it's, it's, been, well, it's been the wildest pendulum swing on either side. It's just, it's just like it's um, nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Writers, I often wonder. You know, you read a story about. All right, by the way, just just for anybody listening, expecting the standard format, we've thrown it out the window. All right, There's no format. We're not today. doing we it. Can't. We're we're just we're just gonna do a rambler and we're gonna just jump right into the politics stuff. Um, so deal with it. Uh, it you know, th- this is a week we're recording this on Friday, October second, twenty twenty. You date that, so when we shoot this podcast out into space for the aliens to find us, and they'll be like, "Whoa, what happened?" Then they'll understand that this is this was the beginning of the end, or the end of the of the end or the end of the of the worst issue who knows who, who really knows i mean anything anything everything's up in the air so on this during this week tuesday was the debate and thursday very important moment i was i was playing hockey i was sitting on the bench i get an alert that tells me hope hicks who's uh one of the top president's aide the president's top aides president trump's top aides is uh, has coronavirus i was like oh well, that can't be good. And then by the time I get back, it's about 1130, 30, o'clock at night. Don Lemon's on CNN. He's going into overtime over 12, 12 uh, midnight. We, we, you and I were back going back and forth texting a bit, but then I just fell asleep about like 10 to one. And uh, cause I was like, ah, this is the same bullshit. Always. They're just going to keep watching. Nothing's going to happen. He's not going to have it. Everything's cool. They're just dragging this stuff on. How many times can oh, you say you the fell, same thing you over and over and over again? You probably fell asleep like 20 minutes before. You probably not just even. missed this. It was literally <laughs> five or 10 minutes prior. So, so I woke up, I saw your text be like, Oh, he's got this coronavirus. And then, and then I could do what I always do. Turn on CNN, big headline, president Trump positive for coronavirus. I was like, Holy shit. He has it. He's got it. Now, before we get into the conversation, I do need us uh, to have a bit of an anecdotal um, story here from my history. It was maybe, maybe like six years ago, seven years ago. Um, it was before a hockey game. I was in a hockey shop. I was at a West side skate. Okay. They moved. They're not even in Manhattan anymore. They're now in, uh, yeah, they moved to um, the City Ice Pavilion in Long Island City. But that's that's neither here nor there. I'm looking around, around the store, as you will, and I, and I saw something. I saw those um, those plastic guards that go around your skates. You know what I mean? Yeah, to, like, to, to protect your ankles or your um, whatever those are, right? And, uh, and I was like, God, these are so stupid. Who in the hell would ever would ever wear these things? Yep, that's so dumb. Fast forward about three hours. I'm on the ice. 
probably playing D, take a puck right in the right in the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you wear them. And I, I still don't wear them, but I did giggle to myself and I was like, oh, dope. there you go. Stupid me to put that little curse that that juju on myself by mocking this piece of safety equipment <laughs> about three hours ago. Yep. And that's where we are, but on a much grander scale. <laughs> to the grandest of scales. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because Tuesday, again, Tuesday was only the latest. Well, he had a couple of rallies between then and Friday. No, but I mean, Tuesday, he, yeah. Tuesday night during the debate, he was mocking Biden for wearing a mask. He says he's he like, wears the biggest him, you mask. You see him out there. Seen. He's yeah, he wears the biggest mask I've ever seen. He'd be two hundred feet away from somebody, he's still wearing a mask. The biggest mask I've ever seen. <laughs> and here we are, about less than seventy-two hours later, Rona, and not just it. Rona, and not just Rona now, because we've reached. We've, and again, look, here's, there's, there's a lot of things to unpack here, right? So if we're, or do you want to talk about the debate first, or do you want to talk about what's happened within the last 24 hours? Whatever you want. It's up to you. It's rare, it's rare that you're ever so energized about this stuff, so I, I will ride your wave. <sighs> because I feel like I want to talk about what's happening right now. Because the debate is like, we're not going to have another debate, which is probably a good thing, right? Like, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, Just the well, fact- but after the debate that... Biden really shouldn't debate. They, they're like, we should just stop because that was ridiculous. Yes. And yes. and he was like, no, if there's going to be a debate, we'll do it. Just as early as yesterday, they were talking about, all right, well, for the next debate, we're going to we're going to actually be able to cut mics. You know, it might be a town hall style. So nobody can interrupt. And you're talking directly to people asking the questions instead of Chris Wallace. So <laughs> there's there's more opportunity to have something, quote unquote, constructive. Right. So that was all planned to happen. And it took, what, 12 hours for, for, <laughs> the, for that whole plan to go out the window and be like, uh, let's make sure someone is, that both parties could even show up to a debate. So I, I just want to talk about the, the about how I, how I found out about this. Right. Like, because Alice told me. Right. And she sends me a message that just goes, Trump has Trump has the Rona, I believe is what she says. <laughs> And I we said, shouldn't no, laugh we, about it. I don't. I, no, I, no, you know what though? But this is the problem, right? Because this is. You remember when I went on my rant about the Democrats being losers and suckers, uh-huh. right? Are, are they not falling into the same trap of, oh, we wish Trump well, the human? Screw that. If Joe Biden caught coronavirus, Trump would mock him relentlessly. I guess the mask didn't help you now, did? I mean, didn't he knock Hillary Clinton for getting sick? Yep, it's actually been to the day. Um, hang on, I'm gonna find no it way. because I'm pretty sure it's like no five, way it's, it's been to the day. I think it's four years to the day no. that, oh, wow. that Trump mocked Clinton for having pneumonia. Oh wow, that's amazing. That is a, am- I mean, the the karma that's coming. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg must be up in heaven, just throwing bombs right now. Just you get a little wrong. Oh, you you gonna disobey my wishes? How about this? How about yeah, you catch you, this? Thing? Yeah, here we go. So reading 30, from the Daily Dot, yeah. four years ago today, Trump made fun of Clinton for no catching way. That's pneumonia. four years ago today. No way. 
Donald oh, Trump's tenure as president has given rise to a new internet ad, uh, adage, quote, there's a tweet for everything, end quote, which is true. This axiom deployed, this axiom is deployed when Trump says or does something that directly contradicts his old tweets, such as when he cri- criticized former Barack Obama for playing golf, bragged about paying a ton of taxes, or spread disinformation about autism vaccine. Also, his taxes, that shit happened this oh, week. Oh, I forgot about that too. <laughs> that feels like a lifetime ago. When, about, when there oh, isn't wow. a tweet- Often there's a video. Early Friday, news broke that both the president and first lady Melania Trump had tested positive for COVID-19. The news that the couple has been infected with the novel coronavirus sent the internet frenzy of memes, conspiracy theories, and arguments. Uh, Within hours, the clip resurfaced of Trump mocking Hillary Clinton falling down during the 2016 presidential campaign. Carl Quintanilla of NBC was the first to unearth the footage from a rally that took place four years ago to the day. Uh, In it... Trump Trump pantomimes Clinton falling at a 9-11 commemorative event weeks prior. She was later diagnosed with pneumonia. Quote, but here's a woman. She's supposed to fight all these different things, and she can't make it 15 feet to her car. And quote, Trump scoffed to the crowd's delight. Quote, give me a break. And quote. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's just all. This has to be the worst (laughs) week of his presidency, right? This is it. This is it. Right? Is this the worst week of the last four years? This has to be his worst week. His personal worst week. It's one of those things that's just beyond beyond scrutiny. Because often when something happens or it's like, oh, this is his lowest, this is his lowest. Usually it's somebody said this thing and then that happened here and they did that. And can you believe he said that? This is like, no, these are, these are a series of things done by his own self-infliction. And <laughs> it's just a snowball of hypocrisy just knocking him off a mountain. But this is, like a, this is a story about why you don't lie, kids. Because when it comes yeah. back, it comes back like this. And I, I, I kind of want to get back to the point of like the media. And I said, I look, I'm going to say CNN because that's what I was watching, right? And CNN nice. talking about, <laughs> oh, we, we, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery. Like this last night, right? Like last night when I was just watching clips on CNN as Don everyone Lemon. else was sleeping, right? Like Don Lemon comes back and Don Lemon. I, I can it's so funny watching him talk about this thing as it happened because he's talking extra loud, right? He Don is like at a different volume level where he is like trying to report the news because Don's like, I, I was I was going home and they called me back in and like he's like yelling at you, right? But then also you could tell he's trying very hard not to smile. You can see it in his face. He's trying not to laugh because every I'm other, sorry. Every other, every other sentence being like, I told you so. We I'm sorry. You. Like, why is it not appropriate to laugh? Again, if it was George Bush or any other presidents, if you don't agree with their policies, right? They haven't done what this guy has done for the last four years, which is mock, ridicule, make fun of, you know, it's a hoax, terrible media, you're a terrible person, you're un- all the things he said about everyone. Forget the last four years, four months. Again, regardless, the, the the last two weeks, what he did to Joe Biden on stage when he's mocking his son who had an addiction problem, and we're not allowed. I'm laughing at Trump today. I'm so, I, I, I I do not feel sorry about laughing at him. He deserves to be laughed at. Do I want anyone to die? No, right? Like, I don't want anyone to die. But I'm gonna laugh at him, and if he dies, I'm gonna say, "Look, buddy, you you caused this yourself. I have no sympathy for you. This was preventable." And you decided that this you you know it's real, you know that it's real. He's he Maybe knows you it's on real. Tape saying he's it's on real. tape saying this is serious stuff. This is serious stuff, Bob. It's serious it's like stuff. Like the plague. It's, it's like, like the, the plague. plague, right? And then he goes, well, then he's in the debate saying, 
oh, it's all overblown. There's no problems. This is this is all fine. This he's hey, I'd like to underplay it. Are you underplaying it now? Because it sure looks like you just took a helicopter ride to go to Walter Reed. If that's underplaying it, then man, like what's really going on? So like how sick, and that's the thing, is that he has he's lied so often. You don't know what's real and what's not anymore. How serious is it? Right. Yeah. How, is he close to, is he like Boris Johnson? Because Boris Johnson made fun of this too. And then Boris Johnson was on a ventilator. And then Boris Johnson came out the next day and says, hey, I was wrong. This thing is awful. I don't want anyone to catch this. This thing is terrible. I couldn't breathe for days. They tried to put me in a, like Boris Johnson came out and was like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I messed this up. And Boris Johnson is kind of like their Trump. But again, what is Trump going to do now? This has nuked. I, I, again, I said this four years ago and I was wrong. I, I honestly believe after the last four days that he had, that he's had, it's over. This is it. This is it. This is like, this is like being tied 2-2 in a Stanley Cup game and then losing the game three, like seven to nothing. Like it's over for him. He is done. Because he can't get out here. He can try, but now that he's gone to the hospital, he can't get out here and say, hey, this is nothing. This is not a problem, right? If he would have been able to stay at home and just been like, hey, look, I got a cold. It's fine, right? It's a cold. It's a flu. It's just like the flu. It's just like the flu. We don't, we don't close the economy for the flu. And they tried to spin that last night, which is why I'm bringing all this up. Because last night, they tried to spin up like, well, the president's in great spirits, you know. Him and Melania just have mild symptoms. He asked me about the stock market. Trump's doing great. And you're sitting here going like, none of that's true. That can't be true. This dude has to be sick. Like, something has to be wrong with him. And then as you go through the day, you're hearing like, oh, Trump's really spooked by this because he's a 74-year-old fat man. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Right? Like he is. He's not Joe Joe Biden is old, but Joe Biden's not fat. Trump no, he's not he's not binging on KFC and McDonald's, you know. That's, and again, and his wife I, I have so many conspiracy theories in my head that Melania gave this to him. That's one of my conspiracy conspiracy theories. Jesus, he did the math said, she she's fifty, right? Like Melania's only fifty. We should have played the Paul Giamatti game with her because I believe that she's younger than Paul Giamatti, which is amazing. <laughs> you wanna do it? Let's do it right now. I believe I she's only yet. 50. I think she's I 50. Yet. Yeah, I think she's younger. I had another idea, by the way, for this game, and I could explain it at the end to kind of There's also another one about David Cross, of whether or not David Cross is older or younger than uh, Paul Giamatti. That's a good one. Okay, let's see. Let's but let's I'm pretty sure Melania is younger than Paul Giamatti. She is. She is 50, though. She looks great. She's, she's 50. But that's my point, also, right? Is that- that's another thing that happened while I was reading about these tapes between while walking back oh, yeah, that's, that's right. to, to the subway. That. They also released all these tapes about Melania, how she like wanted to cancel Christmas or some shit like that. Well, like, well, after after Trump came out saying the liberals are trying to get rid of Christmas, they're trying to. Why can't we just call it Christmas instead of whatever, whatever? Well, they've the always, yeah, well, that's always been the, the comment from the right, which is the war on Christmas. Right, but right? then Melania is like, "Who cares about Christmas?" <laughs> She's on tape saying, "Who cares about Christmas?" Right? Yeah. And the and talking about the the kids, the uh, the caged kids. Yeah, the kids, at the, kids at the border. Yeah. Oh but look, God. but like M- Melania has this as well, and Melania is twenty four years younger than him. If you were trying to get rid of, would you not take that risk if you were her? 
Like if she really, uh, if all, if she, if you all, you hear the stories about her, like the, you know, the whole reason why the Melania stuff came out is because she's been playing victim for a long time of like, oh, I feel so bad for her. She's with this terrible guy, but then you find out that Melania is terrible too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. do you ever wonder if she's like, hey, the only way for me to get out of this is to see if what, like, to give him the virus because she doesn't want to be vice, she doesn't want to be first lady, she does not want this job. I think from the beginning, everyone's been like, Melania doesn't want to do this. She, she doesn't want to do anything. Is, she doesn't want to do anything. She was happy in her life doing nothing. Yeah. Doing nothing. And now you got to tell her she's got to decorate some trees. She's got to do some flowers. She's got to come up with a slogan. Like, she's got to do all this crap. And Melania's like, why do I have to work? He wanted to be president. I didn't ask for any of this. Yeah. So what chance do you think that she is like, how do I ensure that he doesn't become president again so I can go back to my normal life, which most likely is going to be divorcing him and taking him for the rest of his money now that Baron is old enough to not really care? Right or maybe she noticed Hope Hicks had the had some symptoms and she was like, "Hey, why don't we? Why don't we go we over go there? Have lunch? Let's have, have some we, lunch. Have, Hope, have we hung out with Hope recently? <laughs> we should we should hang out with Hope more because <laughs> that's yeah, a possibility, I, right? Like again, she would roll that dice. She's not of. It's not like she's even in her sixties. Melania is not considered of in an at risk category. I don't believe." No, she's right? also because not obese either. She's not obese, and she's under the age of 60, mm-hmm. right? I believe 60 is sort of where you become high risk, or 55 is somewhere around that age where you automatically become high risk. And so I actually believe that she's not in a high risk category. So you think she rolled the dice? I think she rolled the dice. That just, that's, the, that's conspiracy theory number one. There's a lot of conspiracy theories that I like. Okay, go ahead, and then I'll tell you my conspiracy theory. The Democrats gave it to him. That's my favorite. That's what did you watch the video? One of my I haven't watched the video. No, you sent me a video. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's from a comedian. He does these videos. I'll get the name because the guy's awesome. It's really funny. He basically anytime any sort of major thing happens with Trump, this guy will make a video like he's reporting like a like a Trump supporter. His name is Brent Terhune. He posts them on Twitter and uh and youtube but it's it's hilarious and ever since the coronavirus thing happened he he'll end the videos by like coughing <laughs> like, <laughs> like he'll abruptly stop being like, <laughs> and then just turn it off uh, but he was like yeah i wouldn't bet he's like i wouldn't doubt that joe biden he's like you saw joe biden he told him to shut up he probably just spit it on him <laughs> i love it that this is a democratic hoax that the democrats have poisoned trump because they want to win and it's the only way that they can win. Yeah. We took it too far. And Trump has just, said, yeah. the only thing Trump's done is send out one tweet. Is this the longest time he's gone without tweeting? It's, it's like 17 yeah, hours. It's pretty wild. And the tweet he sent is very weird. It's Did not you watch him. the video? No, I didn't watch no this video. No, I'm, I'm, I'm as I'm talking, I watch it when you take over and give you give some points. Because I'm interested in how you sort of feel about this. Because look, I find this extremely funny. I find the conspiracy theories funny. I don't like look, Trump, I understand he's the commander in chief and that this is, you know, the world power is in disarray. America was already in disarray from the rest of the world. The rest of the world sees America as a joke right now. And if you're in America and you don't believe that, just go anywhere else and they're going to laugh at you by being like, wow, your country's really crazy, huh? Aren't you happy you're here with us? Like, that's just where we are as Americans around the world. Like, the U.S. is a giant joke. And this, oh, this is, you know, CNN trying to tell me that this is bad for the country. I'm like, how is it any worse than what we're already in, CNN? Him catching coronavirus is poetic justice. It just is. This dude has mocked this thing for months. He killed Herman Cain. 
and now he again i just believe that there are forces in heaven just it's been like they talked to god and just said god how do we stop this and god just goes let's just give him the virus and and ruth was just like i like it i like it it's different chadwick boseman said wakanda forever i like it right you get all these guys who've died recently they all just kind of decided like you know what Here's how you turn 2024 loop. And I mean, the memes that have come out of social media <laughs> of talking about like Corona trying to the, redeem itself. It's amazing. You, it's just amazing. All of it's amazing. You, you mentioned RBG, the tweet by Kim RL at I am Kim RL on Twitter said, looks like RBG successfully argued her first case before God. <laughs> it's amazing. The internet is on fire right now. It's just great. It's just great. And look, no one else deserves to catch COVID. He does because he's fought with his own staff. He's fought with his own medical professionals. He's mocked it. He's lied to us about it. And now he catches it. Let's see how you deal with this. Now that you've caught, you killed 200,000 Americans. Are you going to be the next one? Did you just kill yourself by being an idiot? And there's a good chance given that the pre-existing conditions, and again, he's not going to die because the thing is, it's real interesting seeing where we are now versus when this started. We just know how to treat this better. When you know that you have it, the antibodies, all these things, you just, right, you're going to get sick, but you're not going to die, right? Like, I just think the deaths are going down because we just have, the medical professionals have just better ways of treating this. We've been doing this for a while. As you do anything for a while, right, you get good at it. And they're getting good at treating it. But Trump's got underlying conditions, and we don't know his actual health state. People thought Trump had – he went to Walter Reed before in a secret in a secret medical visit, right? So there's a yeah. good chance that Trump actually has pre-existing conditions more than just being 74 and overweight. He could be at the beginnings of dementia. He could have had a mini stroke. Who knows what Trump actually has because they've been lying to you for so long. He could be in serious, serious risk. And I'm not going to cry for him because he's such a jerk. He deserves this. It's bad to say, but he does. Because if it was anybody else, you know, Trump would say the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my my take on it. You're going to bear with me here because it's a little complicated. Okay. There, There's a little. The secret is a bunch of bullshit, right? We could agree on that, right? The philosophy thing of the secret. Oh, we're like, if you imagine it, it, it will manifest yeah. itself for you. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think positive thinking is good. Exactly. And there is such thing as like self-fulfilling prophecy, but yes, yep. I believe that if you just manage, Hey, I'm going to be a multimillionaire and I just think it every night, it's probably not going to happen. I got to do right. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the secret to an extent is bullshit. However, I do believe that there are certain outcomes that are the result of the things that you put into the world. For example, if you are, more positive, then more positive things will happen. You know, you'll usually see the cup as being half full and half empty, and therefore you will be perpetually in a better mood than the miserable fuck who's going to keep being miserable and find the misery and everything. And in turn, you will just be more miser- miserable, right? Yes. So working on that premise, if you're a dumb fuck, then dumb shit is gonna happen and when you're a dumb fuck with a deadly disease well you're just increasing the odds of catching that deadly disease there's no conspiracy necessary 
It's just these are a bunch of fucking morons <laughs> who just happen to be like, yeah, it says mines, but there's more ground on the there's more not there's more land without mines than mines. So fuck it. Let's start walking. <laughs> you know, like the odds I've said it before. The odds of catching this thing are pretty low. Statistically, sure. statistically, speaking. they're low. Yeah, statistically, there is a lot more people in the world that don't have the thing than do have the thing. Yes, but but yes, there's a big but. At any point, <laughs> you are also putting yourself at risk. So, for example, I don't really see the need to walk around outside with a mask. That seems silly, yeah, but. Sure. I do understand when you're indoors and there's not as much air circulation or UV light to actively kill viruses in the air, that you should probably wear a mask just in case, if nothing else, as a courtesy to your fellow man when you're working with a disease that can be asymptomatic. It's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. So when you come out and outright disregard and mock you seem like you're you're not just trying to it's not like you're even ignoring it or you're like disregarding it it's like you're you're intentional it's like you're intentionally trying to find those minds more so than it's like it's like instead of just walking in a straight line through the minefield it's like you're taking one step forward a step to the right a step forward a step to the left a step forward a step to the right like you're covering significantly more ground and increasing your odds of catching this thing instead of just being like yeah we walked in a straight line probably one in a hundred but if we do this well now it's five percent it's like dude Let's say it wasn't 5%. Let's say it was, I don't know. Let's say it was like 26% chance, right? Because you packed your stadiums with people and, you ha- and you're always around people and you're doing these fundraisers indoors and you're shaking hands and you're not wearing a mask, you know? Let's put the odds at 28%, right? Those are the odds you had to win in 2016. And you did. And you did, yeah. <laughs> Trump, you've, you've consistently beat the odds. Yep. And in this case, you did it again, you know? <laughs> So good work, you big dummy. And I mean big literally, because you are a fatty, and that will not help your odds. So I mean, how do I feel about it? They, I don't yeah. I, I let me just let me just end this point. I Go don't yeah. want I don't want him to die. I never did. I, I don't I don't want, want him to as die. As you either. said, I don't I don't wish anybody dies. I don't want any I don't wish ill will on anyone. Uh, but as I said to you, I would like him to feel it. And you gotta if feel not it. if not just for him. And for his sake to learn, then, you know, for the burden of anybody else who's listened to him and died as a result. Like, yeah, man, I do I feel bad for you? Not really, because you're you're probably gonna be fine. Yes. Uh, yeah. and I and on it, I you're probably gonna be fine. I hope you're fine. Uh I hope you don't die. I'd like to see you lose the uh <laughs> the that, election. And I'd like to see you look, see it. But even even if you don't, like don't He'll be fine. We'll get past it. But, you know, let, maybe we could leave a scar or two as a I, reminder of this shit you did. And look, let's be honest, right? Like, we don't know the long lasting effects of this virus for a 74 year old, right? Like, we don't know the scar because it does scarring to your lungs. 
right? Like there are people who are who are generally healthy who go, yeah, I'm still getting a lot of, out of breath with this thing, right? Like I had it six months ago and my breath hasn't completely caught back to kind of what I remember. We don't know the long lasting effects of this. And especially for a 74 year old man who's overweight, you don't know whether or not in two years this ends up becoming complications of something else. The fact that he gambled with his life, with his own life, in order to just win and beat the other team is was it is, just hubris? Do you think he actually believed everything he was saying? Like there came I, look, a point look, where he's like, look, I haven't gotten I, it yet. You know, there's something interesting about lying, where if you lie enough times, you can really force yourself to believe that what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they, I think they've done studies on that. Like if you just constantly sort of gaslight yourself into believing that this is not a problem, this is no thing, this is just the Democrats, it's a hoax. And he keeps, he's been saying this for months, right? I honestly believe it got to the point where they just believed it, even though they know deep down inside subconsciously that's not true. They've told this lie so many times and so many people around them have told this lie. They just believed it. They believed it. They thought he'd never catch it. They were testing him daily. He wasn't around people. And then as the campaign starts and he wants to do what he's good at, which is these rallies where he stands up there and puts one arm on the table and just starts talking, right? Like that's Trump's, his base loves that, right? That is a strength of his. Look, we think it's an, it's nuts, him up there rambling. But obviously that's, again, like he's not, like let's be honest, right? He's not as smart or as is as um talented in oration the way that Hitler was in, in oration, right? Like he just isn't. Like seriously, like if you look at it, he's not like Hitler was a terrible dude, obviously. But Hitler was also, I mean, he got up there and he sort of commanded power and strength. When you watch those old videos, it's terrifying watching that stuff. Because you look at that and you go, wow, like I actually can understand how someone could actually believe that what they're doing is correct, right? Like if you're a German dude and you're hearing, we're going to win this war, we're going to do this, we're going to do, and he's doing this with such like perfect pitch and tone and like, right? Trump's not that. Trump's a meanderer. Trump's, he just runs off at the mouth. He just like, he doesn't have a point. But his base somehow loves that mess. And we're now at the point, we're now at the point where all of this is caught up to him. And quite frankly, I want him to live so that way he has to face the rest of us. And are you going to just keep lying to us? Are you going to triple, quadruple down on this? Because he's running out of rope to keep lying to people. Because they keep getting exposed. Everything keeps getting exposed. He's not that bright. So if he lives through this thing, which, again, I hope he does, there's two things. One, he's got to face the rest of us and explain to us with 14 days. And, again, uh, some people are saying he's got to actually quarantine for maybe about 20 days, 21 days, right? Like, it's not just 14 anymore. He's going to have to be a hospital people. first. He's got to get a treatment, right? Right. Like, like, they like, give again, him this experimental cocktail drug? Like, the, what? The, the, the election's That's in weird. 32, it's in 32 right? days. The election's in 32 days. This couldn't have happened at a worse time for him because as soon as he is able to get back on the campaign trail, the the campaigning's over. It's done. It's done. So he's got to get up to us and either explain, hey, this is a serious thing, or he's going to have to double and triple down on this. And the second reason why Trump needs to stay alive is because, quite frankly, he's got to face some crimes that he's up against. I think Trump's life, once he loses this thing, it immediately goes down the toilet. I really do. This, to me, is like, hey, you know the old guy that that worked you know, for all of his life, and then he retires and he dies a year later because he doesn't know what to do? Yeah. Like, honestly, that, that's where Trump's headed right now, through this unnecessary stress that he's given himself by being a, by being a moron. 
right, by being a big dummy. He's now got to go face up to the taxes in the state of New York. And the, you know, everyone's looking into Trump because of the way that he's acted. His years out of being president, based on all the information we just got about his taxes, is going to be awful. He needs to be president just to stay alive for him to fiscally be able to move and do the things that he likes to do. Trump needs to be president. It's not so much about want. His, oh, my life was great before I did this. It actually wasn't based on the New York Times report. It was not great. You were in, up to debt in your eyeballs. Yeah, but some people could live on that. I mean, he was seemed to be doing just fine, right? Again, he seemed, Trump seems to be doing fine now, but he's got the coronavirus. Who knows what to believe? Trump's been lying to us for years, right? Like, it just it's become very clear that this isn't just him lying the last four years. His entire life is pretty much a lie. Yeah. And that's got to yeah. be real sobering for you when you're kind of in a, it's not your deathbed, but it's as close as you might get currently, right? You're sitting in this coronavirus bed and you're kind of realizing the election has just slipped away from me. It's gone. And sure, you might get a Supreme Court justice in, but after that, like, is she going to really part? Like, I don't see any of that stuff that he thinks well, is going to happen happening. Apparently, some senators might have it too. So <laughs> if you've. If it's, it's so. It's like, but it, so if you've knocked it, but I think that that's the thing. It's like these Republican senators. So, like, if you've knocked a few of these guys down for the count, all you need is like three down. If you knock three down, then their majority's gone. And. They can't vote that justice in. Like, are they really going to argue that? Again, these are hypotheticals because Trump could still win the election. It's possible. He, he could. He could. Right. He, he could, could still win. That's the thing because you could always say, "Oh, now he gets a sympathy vote." Yes. Because he could. what? It, here's the here's the worst case scenario, right? Because you say, um, "Well, I mean, the worst the worst case scenario, I guess, is the dude dies." Like, that's that'd be awful. Is that the worst? I don't think that's the worst case scenario. I think the worst case scenario is he comes out of this and then just says, "I caught it. I'm good." I'm done. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I just that can also I feel happen. great, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, that that would be a shitty outcome. But here's here's the way I see it as another as I posit this. So he gets he gets it. He disappears off the campaign trail for a while. He can't even tweet and things are fine. You know, like I, I've said it before that if if Trump just stopped talking, if he didn't tweet and didn't speak, and he just hid as a president. I mean, up until the coronavirus thing, his his approval rating would he would be untouchable this election. So now you're actually going to exercise that. Now, granted, with the coronavirus kind of leading to some uh, you know messy situations, of course, kind of changes that equation. But if he disappears for two for two weeks or three weeks before the election, well. You get to see what no Trump looks like. Does no, it, man, it's, it's demotivate his base by him not showing up, I, or does I think it, it does, or does it, it does. allow other Republicans to be like, things are pretty good? No, it's over, dude. This is over because it's too late. If Trump would have shut his mouth in May, absolutely, where he just goes, "Look, guys, you know this is let lock, let Fauci speak, right? We're gonna do whatever he says, right?" We're going to do whatever these guys say. We're going to do whatever these guys say. Hey, I'm conceding to the party a bit that, yep, hey, I'm here. I'm the rock. I'm the rah-rah guy. But there's a lot of smart people around me, right? I've hired a lot of smart guys that we know are the real monsters, right? The real monsters under the bed are Mitch McConnell and um, what is it? The the dude the dude that's got the big forehead that apparently is the white supremacist who Trump gets all of his ideas from. Steven something. Steven Miller? Oh, Steve Miller. Yeah, that yeah. guy. 
Like guy. that guy's the real monster, right? Like there's some real monsters around Trump. And the guy who looks frankly, like every henchman from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, yeah. And quite frankly, some people say that Hope Hicks is a bit of that as well, right? Like she's super quiet. You don't hear from her much, but she's a Look, I don't trust way. anybody. I don't trust anybody who fucked Corey, Lewin, Corey Lewandowski. All right. I, again, that, look, there's some real that guy. No, no, thank you. There's some real monsters, right? And Trump just can't, he can't help himself. And he basically did all of the damage and now he can't even repair it. Right? That that debate was a disaster for him. The way that he just kind of rambled on, he was incoherent, he wasn't denouncing white supremacy, right? Like Trump's normal tactics are like again, some of the stuff that Trump did. He normally couldn't make it up, right? Like Trump would have other times to get out to do what he does best, right? Lean on that podium in front of his fans and just say, hey, you know, they take everything out of context. The media, fake news, media, right? He can get out there and just his base eats that up so much, right? That him not doing that and him actually catching this and being quiet, Trump's silence right now, it's too late for silence. He needed to be silent four months ago for the strategy to work. He has 32 days. It's too late. The Republican Party has latched themselves to him talking, to him running his mouth. That is the strategy. Trump talks. He gets the base together. He blasts Joe Biden. He's not afraid of anyone. Trump nonstop is either tweeting or talking. Now he's not able to do either. If I were the Republican Party, I would seriously, seriously consider putting Mike Pence out there, right? If for this to work, you'd have to shove Mike Pence into the spotlight and go, dude, you've got to come into the game, right? LeBron is hurt. Mike Pence, you got to get out there and you got to go be Dwayne Wade. You got to go think, put up the you points. Think the he's the, you think he's the Dwayne Wade? He's not. That's the problem. <laughs> who is, I think he who is has he really? to be. God, I mean, he's barely Chris Bosh. I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about the Miami the the triumphant of the big three right we got LeBron we got Wade we got Chris Bosh and we got a bunch of other guys right he's really one of the other guys and that's the problem because think about it after Pence it's Nancy Pelosi she's the next president well that's only if they go at the same time I mean again, again this is it's all a possibility now Trump they ha- he had this thing and he wasn't wearing a mask. And they weren't taking it seriously. And this thing is passed around. And just because Mike well, Pence, Pence was tested, he he doesn't have it now. Again, just point. because he didn't test positive today doesn't mean he won't test positive tomorrow or in a week or in two weeks. Anything is possible right now. Anything is possible. All only thing Joe Biden has to do now is shut up. Biden doesn't have to do a thing. Biden can sit in his house, bubble wrap, sealed. And just wait, <laughs> and just wait for it. To, so, again, I, I so don't what do you him. think about this? Uh, Biden yeah. actually said they're going to stop playing negative ads. No, out see, of, this, out of again, what what I say two weeks ago. This is why yeah. the Democrats are losers. This is why you have him on the ropes. You beat him down. Now is the time where you go for the neck, and the Democrats won't do it. They will not do it. I would pound him into the ground. This is like literally like being in the ring and you're in a boxing match and you hit your opponent and you see you see the light leave his eyes and you decide to pull up. No, that's when you just go. You put every ounce of energy that you have and you drown him in punches and the Democrats won't do it, which is why they're serial losers. They are the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they're the Detroit Lions. They are the who else is a perennial loser in hockey? Who's the team that always loses in hockey? 
Oh man, but the Oilers have been pretty bad for a while, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the the Vancouver Canucks, right? Well, no, because they they always make it to the. You got to talk about people who don't even make it to the playoffs. The 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 Maple Leafs, right? Yeah, I mean, they've the Sabres, sort of Sabres never won a cup. They've had some. The pretty Sabres are again. Up. I'm just looking at again. This is why the Democrats keep losing because if I was Joe Biden, I say no, 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 not after this, not after the way this dude has acted. We drill this now. We keep our strategy. We keep it going. We. I would start writing new ads saying, "Hey, the president has caught the coronavirus. This was avoidable. This didn't have to happen. Our country is in disarray because our president is sick with a virus that he didn't have to be sick with." don't let him fool you this is his fault this is on him and they run those ads we could we could have started a super pack like raised a bunch if we if we started a super pack we could raise a ton of money and we don't have to like you don't have to really account for any of it you know what and again biden because again the democrats are losers i hope someone like the lincoln project i hope they lean in like you have to lean in now you have and again it's because this is the president you're dealing with if this was you he would not do the same and if you keep treating your enemies the way that you want to be treated they're going to keep beating you and this is where we are because and this is why when you look at that debate that happened on Tuesday night Joe Biden again like the reason why everyone's like well this is just dumb is because Joe Biden is not like the democrats are just kind of weak they're weak they're a weak party and the only thing they have is to tell you that we're we're more morally sound than the other guy. No one cares about morals. Nobody cares when it comes to this stuff. They, we think you're all immoral anyways for being politicians, right? Because that's oh, well, both sides are awful. Both sides are bad. That's what the general American thinks. That every the politicians are all crooks and criminals. All of them. Every single one of them. That's part of the reason why Trump got in. Well, he's not a politician, right? I want to vote for someone who's not a politician. Yep. Everyone who's there now drain the swamp, right? Bunch of clowns. I don't want a politician. I want a shitty businessman. Pretty much. I mean, that's that's, what they, that's why he's president. It's not because he's a politician. Yeah. And so the Democrats want to play politics. And this is not time to play politics. This is time to 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 force the current president to pay for his action. And they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. So here's the statement from the Lincoln Project. Did you read it or no? No, I did not. They released at 1240 today. I didn't read it either. But here we go. They kind of get to the point uh, that you're getting at at the end. I, I love these guys. Rick Wilson, the great. He's, he's, great. He's, a, he's a treasure. <laughs> all that, all that experience in the Republican, uh, on the Republican team, bringing it over. It's a beautiful thing. I hate to see what that's happens. That's what you need. That's what I you hate need. to see what happens after Trump is out, but we'll see. Um, yeah, exactly. The, now you know what those weapons could do, assuming they. Yeah, were. exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, those things are on the street now. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Lincoln Project wishes the president. First Lady and and the many White House campaign staff, the many White House campaign staff and those exposed to COVID-19 to swift recovery. We encourage anyone who traveled with the with the presidential party, attended a rally, fundraiser or meeting with the president or campaign or staff to get tested immediately and quarantine appropriately. It is the responsibility of the White House and the Trump campaign to keep the American people informed of the COVID status of everyone exposed. The campaign has the obligation to begin contact tracing for the thousands of followers who have attended Trump's maskless rallies. The Lincoln Project sincerely hopes Trump's infection with COVID sends a signal to the Americans who follow him to take this deadly disease seriously. From the start, the president and his media cheerleaders have amplified dangerously irresponsible messages about the transmissibility, seriousness, and fatal rates of COVID. 
They have ignored and marginalized scientific and medical experts, placed political hacks in positions at HHS and elsewhere to prevent the American people from receiving accurate information about the pandemic and spread false information about about spurious spurious cures. Okay, don't know what that word means. The president. The president's own admissions to Bob Woodward that he knew of the seriousness of COVID in February and that he told his people to slow the testing down are stark reminders that, yeah, he said that at rallies. I said, slow the testing down, please. That's what he said. Are stark reminders that that this president has lied about COVID and its impact from the beginning. We hope the president's followers will take heed. This disease is not a hoax. It is a killer. Masks, social distancing, and hand washing are vital elements in protecting yourself from COVID. There is no vaccine available at this time. Hydroxychloroquine does not cure or treat COVID in any way. We must also note that over 200,000 Americans have died of COVID, a loss to America made worse by Donald Trump's reckless lies. The election continues. Donald Trump must be defeated. The Lincoln Project will continue to prosecute the case against Trump every day from now until Joe Biden takes the oath of office. The Lincoln Project. Take it. I, I just want to read the headlines from CNN, right? I'm on CNN's front page, right? There's a giant, and I love when CNN does this when they put literally the biggest font they can find and put it on their oh, yeah. front page. Seventy-two, got it. <laughs> Trump hospitalized, right? And I just, I just want to read down the list of this because CNN. I, I, we do need to talk about CNN for a minute because it's the hysteria is part of like it's. If you're not a CNN fan, you're going to hate them now because they leaned into just like basically Trump. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to talk about CNN's coverage. Go ahead. And then, yeah. Yeah, I I just want to read through. Right. So CNN's CNN's right. So Trump hospitalized. It remains extremely rare for a president overnight in hospital, uh, given the extensive medical facilities of the White House. Right. So that's the first line. Then hear what Trump says before departing. That's a video. There's been no transfer power. White House says that's the next line. An exhausted Trump in quotes. uh, Long path to coronavirus. Then a video, Jake Tapper. Trump is now a symbol of his own failure. Then a next next line, I'm just not, Trump told Woodward. He wasn't concerned about catching COVID in new, newly released audio, so there's new audio. <laughs> then, and then analysis, no one has any idea what happens next. In photos, a timeline of Trump's past two weeks. Then analysis, here's what happens if Trump gets too sick to govern. Then the next line, how serious is the president's risk for severe COVID-19 symptoms? I mean, CNN has leaned into this. And I look, I understand, right? Your sitting president is in the hospital. I get it. But yeah. like you, like I started watching CNN this morning and yeah, you were right. Cause you were like, see, you would think he was dead. <laughs> you yeah. Would. You would think he was incapacitated or gone or something. Cause they're like, well, what about these emergency power things? Are they going to give the power? Is he going to give the power to Mike Pence when, when, uh, what was his name? Uh, which, which president was it? I don't remember what, whichever president they said went in for colonoscopy, you know, he, he signed over powers because he was under anesthesia for two hours. And then when he came out, they took it back. Like, that's what they do. When do you think he's going to do that? And the guy's like, no, well, he's not incapacitated at this point. <laughs> like, it's fine. And then the next thing the guy says, the guy that they had on, he's like, but I would tell the next people in line with power, every single one of them, that they should that they should self-isolate immediately. And it's like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> God damn. Well, that's the like, thing. They're talking about Pence and they're like, oh, Pence is at his house and he remains in good health. But they don't know. Like, this thing has become such like he's going to keep campaigning. Uh, again but he's got he tested today 
you have to take this seriously now because this has gotten again. I really believe that if Trump could have prevented himself from going to the hospital, he would have, right? Like that's how bad you have to remember who you're dealing with, right? The fact that he's in the hospital is not an overreaction because of the guy that you're dealing with. If he didn't have to go to the hospital, he wouldn't because it kills his entire point for the last six months. So I would take everything that's happening and ample and multiply it by two with how Trump currently feels. He has mild symptoms, means he's got a cough and a fever. Oh, he just has a cough and a fever, means he needs to be hospitalized. Oh, he needs to be hospitalized, means that they are seriously worried about some of the other things that have happened to him that he needs to be. I would not be surprised that if by tomorrow Trump was on a ventilator because of how this White House has lied. I don't know. It's it's Schrodinger's hospital room, right? You have no <laughs> idea what's in there. It's nuts. It's it, could, nuts. it could literally be anything. It could just be like... He needs some sympathy to recover from all the bullshit that happened this week. Now, you know, now real quick, that, have, that's the conspiracy theory that I'm seeing. People are like, I don't think he has it. I think he's just trying to cover for his tax return scandal and the uh, and the bad debate performance. If you were Trump and you had enough data to know that you were going to lose this. Now, this is my last conspiracy theory. Do you think <laughs> that Trump is now in a position to fake his own death? No. You don't think do he it. could do it? You don't think don't, he could do it? If he did it, he you would discover the truth and almost immediately. The you guy think so? you think yeah, that he could he thrives. He thrives on people knowing he exists. He thrives on being a celebrity. How long would it take for him to come out? He he'd, he would fuck it up because it would be like, oh my god, Trump's dead, and then he put it, and then he'd show up to arrive. Like, look, I'm Tupacing it. It's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> but he wouldn't say Tupac. He'd say I'm Tupacking it. Because he's a moron. <laughs> oh, you don't God. think that's how it would happen? Oh God, yeah, he can't even fake his own death. God, I... <laughs> he would just fail. He would fail it immediately. Oh, look at this. Pence is going to hold a coronavirus task force conference call tomorrow. Oh, good, good. We're going to start those up again, are we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Pence is supposed to debate on Wednesday. Oh, I mean, if you are, if you are Mamala Harris, oh, you got to, you got to be sharpening the knives because, man, I mean, what is Pence going to do? Like we're gonna let's talk about the president who's been in the hospital for the coronavirus. That's all we're gonna talk about. I don't envy Mike Pence. I really don't. He is in such an awful position right now. He deserves it, man. Fuck that guy. He he, he, he is all evangelicals. He is he is like he, he's just a successful Rick Santorum. Like that's what he is. And and like here Rick Santorum after the debate or before the debate was insane. And then now you're going to defend anything that happened during it. Mike Pence, who's an evangelical, is going to stand side by side with a dude who cheated on who cheated on every wife he's had. Again, he's he's we've gone through the list. He's committed at least nine. He's he's uh, broken at least nine of the Ten Commandments. Trump and this dude is like, that's my guy. I'm going to stand right there with him. Put my name on the poster. It's like God is dead in the White House, sir, and you are there. <laughs> like. Like what is this? What what are we talking about here? Uh, I I just quickly checked at five thirty eight. Oh, look at this! See, Trump's campaign won't pull down negative ads. See, losers. Democrats are losers. Yeah. But oh, I'm not going to bid. Trump's not stopping. His campaign's not stopping. Well, they have nothing else to say. What else do they have to say? What you know? What happened after the debate? You know what the Trump supporters on uh, on my Facebook page were saying? The people I'm still Facebook friends with. They uh, they were like, you're telling me he wasn't wearing a wire. 
<laughs> it was like looking at these pictures blown up to make it to. And they were like, see, it's a wire. He's he's got a microphone on his on his wrist. I'm like, well, what the hell is a microphone going to do? Why would he need a microphone on his wrist? It's the rosaries from his dead son. You dumb, you dummy. Like, what's going on here? They're like, I know rosaries. Those aren't rosaries. That's a microphone. Again, logic train. Why do you need a microphone from somebody who would be watching it live? You would just need a a thing in your ear to tell you what's going on. What the hell's a microphone on your wrist going to do? What are you going to do with it? You hold it up to your lip. You're like, what the hell do I say now? I think they just know it. They would just say, hey, say this thing. Hey, you're doing great. Good stuff. Like, what are we talking about here? Conspiracy theories are getting really lazy. They're getting really lazy. Or they're getting way too creative to the point where it's like, guys, what is this? What are we doing? Because you can't say anything positive. Uh, you you advertise it, unless you could hyper target people like of the Proud Boys. Be like, see that this guy's got your back. You should vote for him. You know, try to try to rally up all. I don't know, six hundred of those people that maybe subscribe to that Facebook group. <laughs> Get after him. Oh man, I love looking at these photos of like the White House lawn and now old, what's her name, Mackinney, she's got a mask on too. All these clowns are finally wearing masks. It's just such sweet, sweet justice. It just is. Like if you don't believe in a higher power of that there's something out there that's going to make sure that those who do right in the world will be, you know, that everything's going to be all right. And for those who don't, that their day is coming. There's not a better day to, than today. You don't have to believe in any sort of specific thing, but if you just believe that if you go through the world as a decent human being, good things happen to you, and if you don't, then bad things will happen to you, it's a great day. I suppose. I, what I was thinking of earlier was when you watch a political movie, like um, like a nonfiction movie or read a book, not that I would have any experience with that, but when you're when you're watching this movie and you see how it plays out and things play out like a movie, but those are the real events, right? You know what I mean? So you see these and you're like, is that really how it went down? Like there's certain things that happen in history that are just, that just slot in perfectly like a puzzle, like they're being written by a script and you see things like this happens and it in a way, and it is poetic it does fit the narrative of fiction because you could start writing the plot at the beginning and be like, no one would ever be this stupid. Nobody would ever do this thing. No one would ever do this stuff. And it like feels like if you're, you know, if he's the antagonist, now obviously we have a split country, right? So you have so you have two sides, right? It's the there is another narrative that is about 35% of this country is completely behind this dude. And they're looking at things from the complete opposite perspective and we're the bad guys. But in the position where he's the bad guy, we're the good guys, right? You have this villain who's basically caused his own, who's who's accelerated the cause for his own demise. And I use that in quotes because I'm not meaning death. I mean, potentially political demise and undoing, right? And it's done by Hope, a woman named Hope. Hope. (laughs) I swear, dude, if you if like, you would give this shit is crazy. This is like a Kojima would, production when he's writing the characters for Death Stranding and you have guys named Die Hard Man. All right. That's like some Kojima shit right there. If you if you were to take the last five years and actually put them down in written form and hand it a script, it would be the greatest television series ever created. 
you couldn't write most of the stuff that's happened over the last five years. You couldn't write it. Like, I really believe that if you you could make a five-year TV series out of just Trump, like, you can live from his decision to run for president. Like, you can start with, like, the White House correspondence dinner where Obama goes, you'll never have my job. Just all of it till now. This is better than, than what's it called? Than what was it? The House of Cards? Then homeland, all of those shows don't could not write any story better than what they've written. Then what just happened? Because it's, un, it's unrealistic. That's the problem. You couldn't write this because it's it would feel too fake. You'd be like nobody would get away with it. It flies in the face of all conventional wisdom and how things go. You don't get up there when you're running for office and say that the guy who ran for president eight years prior isn't a war hero because he was captured and I like people who weren't captured and then you win the presidency. That's not how shit works. It's not, but here we are. That's what happened. That everything I just said is a fact. We have tapes to prove it. Yeah. That guy won. You don't have a presidential candidate running for the Republican whose main base comprise, is comprised of evangelicals. And then you find out he's and then you hear audio of him bragging about how he grabs women by the pussy. And you don't lose any voters. That shit doesn't happen either. But. I guess Hillary Clinton was that bad of a candidate. She shouldn't have. She shouldn't yeah. have uh, supported that pedophile pizza shopper, whatever she. Did. <laughs> or she shouldn't have had a private email account. Yeah, for shame. Plus, all the all these motherfuckers in office have it right now. Like they all, they're all using like their personal emails for of course things. They are. Yeah, because it's like, easier. Because the white, because like the government system for for emails probably awful. What like, is Ivanka's role in government? right now what's her official title whose role ivanka ivanka trump isn't she she's got some cat she's got some weird seat i don't know i what don't think she to. does i think she, her role is trump's daughter <laughs> i'm looking i don't know what her role is at this point it's advisor to the president that's it advisor to the president oh there you go so there you should go have, she should have advised him to wear a mask <laughs> yeah yeah, probably. You'll be able to make these jokes because, because again, this has gone so sideways for him that obviously something's seriously wrong. He's in the hospital. The president's in the hospital. So I don't know what to tell you. You can't fake this anymore because if he was just at home, then I could totally see him playing this off. But I don't think he can play this off now. The fact that he's in the hospital, dude, you can't just say everything's fine. Be like, you're in the hospital. Like, you can't. You're in the hospital. You just went to the hospital just because? Really? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, he's going to tell these stories and he's going to be like, I was in the hospital, everything, everything. I had the greatest treatment, the greatest treatment. I got the best doctors, but they didn't need it. They were like, sir, you're so healthy. How could you? Why are you even here? I said, I don't know. You told me to come here. So I did. And then I was there and and everything's great. And they gave me the shot and that's the vaccine. So we have the vaccine now. I'm healthy. We're going to win. These are all things that could be said in two weeks time. All right. Do you quickly want to talk about the debate? Because we kind of went over it. I don't know if we are. We done talking about Trump or do you want to do you want to talk about any specific things in the debate? Um, 
because we can be done. We've talked about Trump for an hour. I just want to quickly say this isn't necessarily about Trump. I'm going to read this article that I found. This is what I wanted to go through before Trump got COVID. Okay. (laughs) It's just a crazy sentence to say. Um, But here we go. So this is from the BBC. This is uh, the presidential debate, how the world's media reacted. Okay. So they, they basically quoted some headlines from a few different countries here. And I'm just going to read the headlines. All right. So we're going to read the, read the quotes that they got. So we got the U- So the little bit of preamble here. U.S. voters have endured the first of three. <laughs> U.S. voters have endured the first of three presidential debates between President Donald Trump and Joe Biden. The event has also prompted a huge reaction from the world audiences who tuned in for the chaotic, for the chaotic event. By the way, before the before the, uh, the the event before the debate happened, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I know it's going to be a mess. Yeah, I asked you on this podcast and you were like, no, I can't do it. I I know I'm not. Yeah. So then I was, you know, I was playing Hades. I was listening to the pre-coverage and I'm like, you know, I could keep playing and I'll just listen and it'll be fine. I go, whatever. Just man up and listen to these idiots like talk shit to each other. All right, fine. So I, I lasted, I don't, if, if it started at technically at eight, right? They probably, they probably didn't ask the first question until eight oh five. I turned it off at eight <laughs> fifteen. I I tapped out. I, I was done. I was like, the first question was asked, and I said, okay. He he asked the question. He answered it. He asked the question. He answered it. And then the rest of the debate happened. To quote, debate happened. It was a complete shit show. So, moving on from the article. Newspapers and commentators around the world have criticized the tone and tactics of the debate as the Times in the UK wrote, quote, the clearest loser from the president from the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden was America, end quote, which is a pretty good summation. So from the UK, the paper went further, saying the event, quote, was not a debate in any meaningful sense, quote, end quote, but rather, quote, an ill-tempered and at times incomprehensible squabble between two angry sept to septuagenarians who palpably loathe each other, end quote. The Guardian described it as a, quote, national humiliation, end quote. Quote, the rest of the world and future historians will presumably look at it and weep, end quote, the paper wrote, adding that Mr. Biden was the only man who looked, quote, remotely presidential, end quote, on the stage and saying that if Mr. Trump was reelected in November, quote, this dark, horrifying, unwatchable fever dream will surely be the first line of America's obituary, end quote. (laughs) The Financial Times highlighted, we're still in the UK, highlighted how the president how the president had stoked lies about voter fraud and urged the supporters to carefully watch voting stations. Quote, dog whistling is the politico speak of for such language, but it implies subtlety. Mr. Trump was blatant, end quote. It wrote, the paper also noted that snap polls after the event said Mr. Biden had come out on top, quote, but no one, but no one with a care for American democracy can have switched off feeling anything but queasy, end quote. That was from the UK. <laughs> From France, quote, chaotic, childish, grueling, end quote. That's how French newspaper Liberation described. How do you like that? You like that little bit of the French I put in there? Described yeah, today. 
Yeah, yeah. Describe Tuesdays. It's got an accent a goo on top of the e there. They, they, those French love that accent. Accent a goo. <laughs> Le, Le Monde agreed, calling it a quote terrible storm end quote, and saying that the president and said the president had sought to quote push his opponent off his hinges end quote with constant interruptions and by mocking his answers. Le Le Figaro Le Figaro. Well, whatever said said Mr. Biden had quote systematically refused to play his opponent's game end quote while Mr. Trump tried to directly confront his challenger pointing at him and addressing him directly the Democratic candidate spoke more to viewers and looked directly into the camera quote Trump voters are unlikely to have had any doubts about their candidate despite an unconventional performance those of Biden on the other hand had confirmation that the Democrat was able to measure up to his formidable opponent and even put him on the defensive and quote the paper wrote so that's France Germany oh boy here we go dare Spiegel's analysis <laughs> of the debate is headed is headlined quote a TV duel <laughs> sorry I didn't I didn't really, I only skimmed this before, but here we go. A TV duel like a car accident, end quote. <laughs> wow. In a piece titled, quote, part fist fight, part play, end quote. Oh, Jesus. Sudeutsch, Sudeutsch, Zetung wrote, I don't like, I don't like reading German. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't like it. Um, it makes me uncomfortable. Quote, both Trump and Biden could go home satisfied because as far as their theatrical performance is concerned, both did their job properly. Donald Trump played Donald Trump. Joe Biden played Joe Biden and fans should have liked it. End quote. D. Well, D, when you write D.I.E. in German, is it D or die? Die, right? I don't know. Die Welt said that the debate had revealed very little about policy. Quote, most importantly, it showed that America has a president whose behavior stands out and whose lacks whose lacks self-control. But that's not exactly news. End quote. It wrote, Mr. Biden, in contrast, was not an exciting candidate, but, quote, at least someone with common sense and a stable personality, end quote, who would, quote, bring something like normalcy back to the White House. End quote. That was from Germany. We've got three left. We got Italy. Russia and China. Oh, no, I got India, too. Okay, so here we go. Italy. It's quick. Quote, never had American politics sunk so low, end quote, La Repubblica's U.S. correspondent wrote, describing the debate as, quote, chaotic, rowdy, and based on mutual content, end quote. Il Il Carrera della Sera. Nailed that one. Meanwhile, said President Trump's refusal to condemn white supremacy was, quote, a message for black America, end quote. Yeah, like vote for the other guy. Russia. One broadcaster described it as a, quote, one and a half hour exchange of insults, end quote, while another said there was, quote, no constructive dialogue, end quote. Quote, the rivals kept interrupting each other, and instead of a balanced discussion, they chose the path of mutual insults, end quote, pro-Kremlin and TV television said. Mr. Biden's description of President Trump as, quote, Putin's puppy, end quote, that happened, also generated comments on Russian social media. One Twitter user said, quote, two old men are figuring out which of them is more worthy to become the president of the United States. But without Putin, you can't boost your rating, end quote. China. Chinese official media sites broadly ignored the U.S. debates, although some <laughs> wrote about how both candidates had used China to attack their opponent. An wow, article in this, 
An article in the state-run Global Times called it, quote, the most chaotic presidential debate ever, end quote, and noted that Mr. Trump had taken, quote, aim at China by blaming it for the raging COVID-19 epidemic and U.S. economic woes, end quote. Editor-in-chief Hu Xi Jin, I think that's how you say it, wrote to wrote on Twitter that the debate reflected, quote, division, anxiety of uh, of U.S. society and the accelerating loss of advantages of the U.S. political system, end quote. This is the last one in India. Hindi language news channel Aj Talk, I guess, accused both candidates of mudslinging, while broadcaster Times Now said that the debate was, quote, marred with personal jibes and political barbs, end quote. But the strongest commentary came from the Times of India, the largest, the, the country's largest selling English language newspaper, which compared the debate to mud wrestling. Quote, the U.S. embarrassed itself before the world for 100 minutes, end quote it wrote. So I can't disagree with any of that shit. <laughs> India kind of nailed it. Yep. It was uh it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. I don't know what Joe Biden could have done other than just I, I wonder if it would have been better if like 30 minutes into that nonsense he just, he just off. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that too if he just was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm like good. what what would happen? And or it like the second Trump said like I'm not gonna disavow like white supremacists then it's just like all right don't just walk away this it's over this thing's done this thing's done yeah you're not having a debate at this point you can't argue no. it this is like this is why people came down on uh like people did came down on bill nye for her having a debate with a the science uh, guy yeah yeah he he debated um a creationist and they said yeah. by debating him you're all of a sudden giving um credibility to that side of the argument you're basically giving equal credibility to that side versus the other because you're not going to convince them no so if your job is convincing american people you're like what, what are you doing like nobody's convincing anybody at this point so like what is integrity when you're up against that i don't know because it's just gross it because it showed it put trump in a in a position that was not in front of his rally where he can go undisputed and just say whatever he wants and and only talk to his audience no he was talking to everybody everybody and it was about like who's gonna who's supposed to run this country for the next four years and you have this absolute lunatic going off for an hour and a half and constantly interrupting the other guy like the worst thing about joel biden is that he just kind of looked like this you know this old man. It's like, why are you, why yeah. are you yelling at this old man? <laughs> like, yeah, why old angry, man at the angry end. old man yells at uh, less angry old man? <laughs> yeah, because Biden was yelling back at him as well, which is what anyone would do, right? You you would get defensive yeah, yeah. and try to defend yeah. yourself, but that's kind point, of the yeah. yeah. It's like you're in a fight that you probably shouldn't even be in, but now he doesn't have to be. Like that's it for debates. We're done. No more debates. And you do it over yeah, Zoom. Yeah, I think and then you can yeah. mute him. Yeah. That'll be the way but to do again, it. Honestly, it's going to be the vice presidents who are going to go back and forth for a while, which I think has a bit more substance because Mike Pence, even though he's probably a monster, he's not insane. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, they'll definitely get their Supreme Court if he wins that one. Yeah. 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 So, Alrighty. weird time. Well, look. Enough of that shit. I do want to say one more thing. Yeah. Oh, shuck it, duck it now. Rest in peace, Herman Cain. Yeah. Rest in peace. It's coming I, after. I, I haven't forgotten about you. Trump might have forgotten about you, debate, but yeah. I haven't forgotten about you. you think, who is it hurt? You killed Kermit Herman Cain. You killed him. 
<laughs> that tweet by Larry Wilmore. Oh, so good. If you're not if you're not listening to um the uh to Black on the Air, his podcast and um and his new show on Peacock, it's just called Wilmore. I highly recommend both of them. I think he's killing it with uh commentary and his guests. It's um it's really good stuff. So check it out. Larry Wilmore. Big fan. Um all right. So enough of all that shit. Yep. Go on to some media therapy here. Do you want to do David Cross? The Paul yes. Giamatti. All right. So who is older? David Cross or Paul Giamatti? This is for you to answer. This is yours. Oh, well, I looked it up. Oh, well, I already know. Oh, he's older. <laughs> <laughs> Which is he's funny because they're kind of because they're kind of the same. It's a, it's creature. a good one, though. It's good. Right? It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, David Cross, though, always seems like he's the same young guy, but he always seems like he's always 30 or like 35. I mean, but that's Paul Giamatti as well. Like, Paul Giamatti, oh, I mean, I guess he's the opposite, right? He's always 50. No, he's like always 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I have, I want to propose an idea for, for next week's game. Okay. Okay. And I, I want to, and, uh, but it requires uh, prep from both of us. Not a lot, just prep from both of us. So we each pick three things okay can be actors movies whatever let's call it so for example you you came with david cross right and the goal would be and then you'd have to pose a number-based question for me like how old is he or how many acting credits does he have those things like that right yep okay so three things and then i have to guess and for each one of those and then i'll have three for you and you have to guess those as well you get as many points as you are close to that number for each guess and the person with the higher score loses. Okay, sure. You follow? I do. So that's it. That's the game. So for next week, bring three things and, uh, and we'll try it out. We'll see how it works out. All right. Have a little fun, play some games, shake it up. Cause I'm running out of, I'm running out of names to compare to Paul Giamatti. Yeah. You'll have to remind me cause I'm moving this week yeah and of course. i'm probably not gonna remember so okay no problem and that's hoping that i uh, have my internet up because there might not be a podcast next week just fyi all right fair enough well we'll hope the best expect the worst well what have you uh what have you been have you been watching anything or while you're packing you're keeping some things in the background I'm still you, watching you better call any, Saul. games in between still watching better call Saul and playing hades i'm not as fast in hades as you i keep getting to hades and then I'll just say the truth. You're not, as, reasons. you're not as good at, at Hades. I'm not. I'm not as good at video games as you. That's just a fact. Um, yeah. You're Don't much more. You've got much more dexterity in your fingers at this point than I do. I'm old. I got these little fingers. They don't have to go as far as yours. Yeah, you got little. You got little fingers. My fingers get sore because I got to hit the buttons. Um, so, so yeah, like yeah, I'm so. I'm, and I love it. Like Hades is great. I watched the whole development series on them making this game, and it's made and me no appreciate. Clip. It's made me appreciate these guys a thousand times more. Their creative process is pretty awesome. And I was like, it's good because they even showed them like kind of disagreeing on things and them kind of going back and forth and how much how much that the art director her name is Jen. I forget her last name, um, but how much like how much she has say is like it's just it's like it seemed like and again, every, every I've worked a lot of jobs that have creative fields. Right. And sure, no job is perfect, but those guys seem to be having a lot of fun making games. 
like they seem to be having a blast even though it's hard even though it's difficult and the fact that like the two guys who basically founded the company are just as involved as ever and yet they're still willing to get other people involved in it it's just it was great to watch i really enjoyed watching that so yeah if you if you're interested in creative processes and development go find i guess their youtube channel is called no clip right yep that's um, uh Daniel Dwyer's channel. He's just like a bunch of these um, documentary series. Yeah, so if you find it's a four-part series on them, like releasing the game early access and then um, fixing bugs in early access and then the art and music side and even the dude doing the music stuff that's pretty incredible as well watching him basically play all Darren of the instruments or something of, like that yeah, yeah like watching that dude sort of put it yeah. together and he's like i don't really know metal but if i don't i'll play it slow like he really explained the process and the music is great like when you're really into the game like it yeah comes i need to uh I, I think i said that like the music it it wasn't a standout as the previous games when i was playing it yeah. the music is is really great like the, the moments it kicks in it, it's very reserved and when they it, when it kicks in, but when it punches, it punches like when you when you go into a room and you start hearing those chords and you're like, oh, shit, the butterflies are here. Then, you know, <laughs> you know, you're in for a fight. And uh, and when you when you enter that room with that singing girl or, you know, if you're yeah. treated to uh, to a song by that by the guy in the in the main hall, like it's really, really good. It reminds me of those moments. It does kind of rise to that level of Pyre. I just think Pyre had that more. It always had music playing, and it was always awesome. And the look, uh, man, I just uh, the process that these dudes again. It really makes me want to make stuff. Like, it, it, like that's that's the type of inspiring stuff that you see. That's like, man, if I could ever do this. And again, you're talking to someone who's, who's done pretty well in their career of making media, right? Like, I'm pretty proud of the things I've done. Yeah. But you look at that, and that sort of gets you being like, oh wow, I want to do that. That's awesome. And it's, yeah, so that's kind of been the media theory. I'm still sort of hooked on this game just because I love hearing about creative process because I guess I can relate to it. Um, and then Better Call Saul, it's a great show. Um, it's it's much better than I was expecting. It's really coming to its own. I see why people like it better than Breaking Bad. The characters are more well-rounded. Like Breaking Bad's got some real characters that are just kind of like, okay, these are real one-dimensional characters. But Better Call Saul has rounded out every single character in the show, and it's great. Um, so yeah, that's the extent of my media therapy. Nothing new. Although I guess I gotta find new games and stuff now that I live further away. I need to get back into it. So Yeah. Uh, you have games you gotta... like Hades that have great art and really good, you know, gameplay. I'm all for it. Send it my way. Well, I mean, there was a spirit fair. I mean, I, well, that's the thing. I said I was playing I've played a trio of games. Well, I'm on the third of a game with just incredible art three in a row, because I, I played paradise killer i recommend that one just because it was so cool and weird and the music was amazing um then i played hades and now i'm playing 13 sentinels on uh ps4 which is the vanillaware game i think i talked a little bit about last week i played a little more i haven't had the time that i wanted to but now that i'm actually past the tutorials and getting into it it's really cool it's definitely a uh more of an adventure game like a narrative driven adventure game. And then there's this, uh, this real time strategy element on top of it. But the art is awesome. The story is really intriguing and out there and deals with probably every sci-fi trope imaginable is in it from like the, on the surface level, it's giant robots fighting giant monsters. Cool. Then there's uh time travel then there's aliens then <laughs> and it all takes place through uh, through the eyes of a high school drama it's really fantastic so far so i'm, I'm digging that um 
but yeah, I think the the little games that have gone under the surface, like I, I was kind of thinking that, you know, of the best games played this year, I was still kind of thinking that Final Fantasy VII was the best, but I don't, I don't know if that's true anymore. Hades might have taken my top spot because I, I finally, I rolled credits on it, meaning I've gone through the game. I, I was able to escape t- Hades 10 times. Man. Yeah. 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 So I got to see Ooh, the, uh, the true end of the game. And uh, and they give you they still give you incentive to keep going. So I don't think it's I don't think I'm fully done with it yet, but I, I have used it to move on. I've played in the last 24 hours. I started and completed Twin Breaker, a sacred symbols adventure. <laughs> now, this game, this is the last thing I'll talk about the game wise is a it's like a breakout or Arkanoid style. It's a brick breaking game. OK, and the game was made by uh by this guy who or like was made in partnership with the guy whose podcast I've listened to, which is a uh, sacred symbols, the PlayStation podcast. Okay. And this guy basically partnered with this indie developer to make this game. Now he actually owns a part of the developer. And I was like, look, I like the guy. I like, uh, I like the podcast. I'll support them. And I'll, uh, and I, and I like a good brick breaker game. Why not? I'll give it a shot. This game frustrated the fuck out of me. <laughs> I, I played it. I finished it. It's 40 levels and God damn it. Some of these levels are hell because you always have two paddles to handle at least. So at the beginning, you're just, you have two paddles and they each go half the distance of the screen and you use both thumbsticks to move each of them independently. Okay. So not too bad. First 10 levels, pretty straightforward, right? But when you get, and then the, the next 10 levels, the paddles are now on the side. So it's kind of like you're playing pong and all the bricks are in the middle and you got to break those. Okay, cool. Okay. That one was, was probably the easiest go for me because I've played a lot of pong as someone who worked on the latest pong game, pong quest self promotion there available now on all platforms and PC. So in, uh, and then the levels 21 to 30, were painful because now you have four paddles to manage. <laughs> you have two on the bottom and one on each side, and you had to move each of them independently, and it broke my brain. Like I could not. There was some of those where it was driving me bananas. I got through it. I was happy I did it. Did I feel much accomplishment? I suppose with a physics grade. Yeah, they were yeah, not exactly what I was hoping they'd be. Again, I'm used to like the Pong physics and other breakout games. Like I played a bunch of this um this breakout game on mobile, which was quite awesome. I think it was called Micro Breaker or something. But it was it was pain, man. It was like rubbing your patting your head and rubbing your belly the game times two. Huh. It was uh <laughs> it was rough. You know what would actually I would recommend the game if you like that style of game and or and or if you can play with somebody and share a controller. So like only so you only have to worry about one side at a time. Right. Okay. Huh. There could be an interesting co-op angle there if you so choose. And the game's cheap. It's like eight bucks. It's not that bad. Um, But it's fun. I didn't hate it. There's a (laughs) if you listen to the podcast that you know of the guy, the story that he wrote for this thing is the most obtuse nonsense <laughs> and it's in a brick breaker which just makes it more hilarious 
like the fact that they they had all this text written to fill these gaps and explain all these brick breaker things is completely insane but i was there for it it was goofy it was a nice um it was a nice break after hades and uh now i'm interested now now we'll see what comes next there was oh there was one other thing super punch oh yeah there's one other game that i just played for about 15 minutes this game is like three bucks or five bucks on the eShop. And this one's cool. This is this is a two-player beat-em-up called Super Punch Patrol. And this game is really cool. It's made by one guy. The guy who made it, this guy, uh, Horberg Productions, I guess. But it's just one dude, Bertil Horberg. This guy made Gunman Clive 1 and 2 on the 3DS. Then he made a game called Mech Extermination Force. Um, and, then, and then this thing, I guess. And they, he makes like really fun arcade action games gunman clive had this really cool hand drawn like it was like you were controlling these like almost stencil drawings of uh, of this character walking through this western setting both games were awesome and then mech extermination force is kind of this cross between contra and um and shadow of the colossus where you had these where you were basically fighting these enormous bosses Right, it was just a boss rush game, and it was cool. And then this game, it just seemed like a little side project of his. Like, oh, I'm just going to throw something together for fun. It has this really cool, distinct art style. Where again, you have that kind of Gunman Clive, everything's hand drawn, but it's in 3D. It's got that beat 'em up gameplay, like you'd find like a Streets of Rage or something. But it's cheap, it's fun, it, it's really easy. There's, it's only three buttons, so really a uh, simple jump in, jump out. Um, one or two players can play it, and uh, I recommend it. I think it's like, like I said, it's like five bucks. Cool. So yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. So that's it. That's everything I'm playing. I watched, uh, and I watched the uh, the Tam- Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, was that a surprise at all? Because the Stars no. were playing okay, but I don't. Yeah, I haven't watched much hockey this year. If you watch the games before that one, I'd say because that was that was the game. There was like one game where Tampa just dominated, but the the Stars are a great hockey team, but they just did not know how to stay out of the penalty box and Tampa was just equally good and they knew how to capitalize on every power play. So that, that, that team was a machine. They deserve it. Congratulations to Tampa. Um, you know, I could only imagine what they would have done to the flyers. If we beat, uh, the Islanders, it would have been a nightmare. I could, that probably would have been a four Oh or four one, uh, series. It was, it was something to behold, but, some good games in there um the dallas just couldn't stay out of the box and it cost them this it cost them the cup so a successful bubble nobody got coronavirus so they did it and i guess the nba is in the finals now you got the la uh, you got the lakers versus the heat is that match up a surprise to anybody yeah the heat yeah the heat shouldn't be there the bucks should have been there the heat beat the bucks but the heat are getting crushed right now the heat are not going to win though so lebron's going to get another title well good for him there you go. All right, get a get a happy Wilmore this weekend with <laughs> with those. Then he's he's uh, he always talks about the Lakers. Oh, there you well. go. Well, yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, that's it. Got nothing else. Look at that. We kept this well under two hours today. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well. Um. Yeah, I got I got no creative ways of telling people about this podcast. I got, I don't know. Um. Oh, reviews. Did anybody review it? That's a good question. Let's take a look. Let's check it out. Booting it up. Going to the podcast app. 
here we go. Let's see what we got. He's a broad. Free money, people. Yeah. You know what you could do? Venmo your friends a dollar and tell them to review the podcast. No, it's no extra reviews. Send them one dollar. And then we'll, we'll, of course, reimburse you that dollar. But send that a dollar. Be like, hey, review the pot. That's a terrible idea, actually. <laughs> I, I was know. wondering where you're going with that. I don't know what I'll you're doing. I, my, my thing was like, I, it's too late to do math. But I was like, if they, if you send the dollar in advance to your friend and be like, here, go to he'sabroad.com, iTunes, review this. This is an advanced dollar. Then they get the dollar to get back to their friend. It doesn't really work out, does it? No. All right. So don't do that. He's abroad.com. Review it. John will send you a dollar of some denomination that you could spend. Spendable dollar. And, uh, you know, be well. Donald Trump, we wish you a safe and speedy recovery, maybe with some scars to show for it at the end. Because yeah, there's nothing worse than taking an injury in, in like a sport, like when you get injured in hockey and you're like, oh man, I'm going to feel that. And then there's no bruise to show for it. You want it. You want to have those battle scars. There's just something nice about it. You want to be able to have like that little bit of bruise showing underneath your, uh, your, your, your short sleeve t-shirt on the, on the arm. You know what I mean? And they're like, whoa, 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 what happened? You're like, oh, don't you know? I'm hardcore. I play sports, I'm physical, I fight people. You know, so yeah, be well, Donald Trump, and uh, we'll be back next week. Assuming John has internet, if not, well then we'll be back eventually. <laughs> Until then, ah, uh, shuck it, duck it now.